Lukuta Sikha is Helik Tazayan Parsha Bakuday Sikha Gimel, a summary of the Sikha. At the very end of this week's Parsha, where it talks about the, uh, the Mishkan being uh, put together and so on and finally came together, and then it talks about that Hashem, the, the presence of Hashem descended upon the Mishkan, that the Veichasa Onanus Oil Mayid, the cloud covered the Oil Mayid, and the glory of Hashem filled the Mishkan and that it was so intense that even Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't come into the Eil Moed because the, uh, the presence of Hashem was there, filled the Mishkan. So then the Torah goes off on a tangent and says, when the cloud lifted up from the Mishkan, that's when the Yidin knew that they had to travel further. And if it did not go up from the Mishkan, that they didn't travel until it did lift up from the Mishkan. So these, this uh, describing when the Yidin traveled from the Mishkan doesn't seem to be in place here. This is something that in Parsha Baal talks at length about how the whole system of the travels of the Yidin through the desert. But why does he bring it here? He's talking about the presence of Hashem descending into the Mishkan. Why is it important now to describe the travels of the Yidin? Especially in, in accordance with what the Medrash says that it explains that the very next words, the next Chumash starts Vayikra El-Moshe. So the Medrash says that that comes as a follow-up to what it said a few Psukim earlier, which is that Moshe Rabbeinu was not able to enter into the, into the Mishkan because of the intense revelation of godliness. So therefore, Vayikra El-Moshe, when Hashem wanted to speak to Moshe to tell him about the Gabonus, he had to invite him in. That was the invitation into the thick of the cloud uh, in the presence of the Shekhinah. So if so, why does the Torah dis- uh, interrupt that con- connection between those f- few psukim by telling us about the travels of the Yidin? What is the, uh, it interrupts the flow. So why is it placed there? So we'll understand that by first explaining a number of connections that exist between the beginning of Chumash Mois and the end of Chumash Mois, the beginning, the end of Chumash Mois and the beginning of pa- uh, Chumash Vayikra and so on, and then it'll all come together. In the beginning of Chumash Mois and in the end of Chumash Mois, we find a common theme, which is the first sedra is named Shmois, which describes the counting of the Yidin that arrived in Mitzrayim. These are the names of the people that came to Mitzrayim. And in the end, it says Pekudai. Pekudai means an accounting. The accounting, the counting of the implements, the materials that were used in the Mishkan and so on. Now, since the theme of Sefer Shmois is about the redemption of the Yidin from Mitzrayim. The, uh, the first uh, few sedras talk about Geula. It's called Sefer Geula. So the Geula means something which is in, unlimited. Counting means something that is defined, which means it's limited. It's limited as to this amount. That means defi- the, the definition of that is limited. And Geula means getting out of limitations. So how do the two come together? The same can also be found at the very beginning of Parsha Shmois itself. As we said, the word Shmois, the name Shmois means the limitation, the amount, this is the amount of people that came to Mitzrayim, and then it goes immediately on to, to say, that the Jewish people flourished and multiplied incredibly, twice incredibly. So there you have the contradiction too. First it talks about the limitation of the amount of Yidin and then it goes on to talk about the unlimited amount of Yidin. And since everything that is found in a sedra, the name of that sedra defines the nature of that as well. So somehow the fact that the Yidin multiplied is also 
part of the definition of the limitation of Shmois. The same is at the end of as in Pekudei as well. The name of the parsha is Pekudei limited. This is how much it is. At the same time, it says that this led to that the intensity of the Shechina was so great, it was so unlimited that Moshe Rabbeinu, the, the greatest of all people, could not deal with that uh, couldn't enter into it so it shows on the extreme un- unlimited nature of it yet it's all part of the sedra that's called pekudei which means limited so the general idea is that even though we are reaching to go to, to escape limitations but it doesn't mean that we are trying to destroy limitations altogether we have to work within the limitations of the world and in the limitations of the world to be able to get beyond those limitations but not to completely do away with limitations as we find actually it says in the Yisrael that the number which means there is a number of the Jewish people will be like the sand of the sea but it cannot be counted so the not being able to be counted also has to fit in to the number of the Jewish people and so also in regards to the Mishkan that the divine presence that was there had to be contained within the Mishkan it's all brought about through the limited kalim, the limited walls of the Mishkan, the way the Torah describes the limitations of the Mishkan and the reason is because since the ultimate purpose of everything is Nisavu to have a dira b'tachtainim so there are two elements to this there is the fact that it has to be the Atzmus HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself the infinite, un, uh, incredibly unlimited aspect of Hashem has to become into Tachtainim. So there is the drawing down of the unlimited, but it has to happen in the Tachtainim. It all has to fit in to the Tachtainim. Now this all happens in two different ways. There is the Dirva Tachtainim that is accomplished within the Jewish people themselves. As it says in Chesidus, that the real meaning of Dira Loyizbara means within Nishamas Yisrael, within Klal Yisrael. That's where the Abishta wants his real Dira, because since the Yidn and Hashem are really one and the same, we're all con- not just connected, we're one. And therefore, this has to be brought about that it should become Begilui. This has to be recognized fully the nature of the, the unity, the oneness of the Yidn and Hashem. And that's the real ultimate purpose of but how does this happen? This has to happen through in the world, that we have to introduce Hashem into the physical world, into the the real Tachtainim. And once and when we do that over there, what does Dirvatahtainim mean? It just mean, merely means that the world should recognize that it has no other existence other than Hashem. But the real Dirvatahtainim happens within Yidin that we it's recognized that we are one and the same. The way that we can become one and the same begilui is through when we bring godliness into the physical world as well. That explains the uh, the progression of how things happen from the beginning of the Chumash moving forward. The first Sefer is Sefer Bereshus, which describes the creation of the world, but it doesn't give us yet the reason and the purpose of the creation. Then comes Pasha Chumash Mais, where it already talks about the Torah and about the Yidin. Bishvil Yisrael or Bishvil That's the purpose of creation. So at the beginning of Parshish of Chumashmois, it first says, What is the ultimate purpose of the creation? Which is Nishamas Yisrael. The Abish counts the Yidin. Shmois Bene Yisrael, his love for the Yidin. That's where the real purpose of 
creation of Dirva Tachtainim is. The end of the Chumash talks about how is this going to be implemented? How do you get to there? You get to there through building a Mishkan by using materials, physical materials, and bringing the, the, uh, the Shechina into those physical materials. That's what brings out, that's what reveals that there is nothing that can get in the way of a Yid and Hashem. Even when a Yid has to practice his Yiddishkeit in the darkness of, the, of Elam Hazeh and the darkness of Golos, it does not get in the way, and that shows the true nature of the unity between the Eivish and the Yidden, and that's why the Dir B'tachtenim in the world is what can lead to the Dir B'tachtenim within Nisham Yisrael. And since we now understand that the real purpose of Dir B'tachtenim can be accomplished, can be realized only when it happens, when we are able to bring godliness into the darkness of the world, so therefore we can reach it not, not so much through the Hashra Sashchina in the Mishkan but Dafke when the real work happens when the Shechina ascends away from the Mishkan we have to leave on our trips we have to go off into the darkness and we have to transform that part of the world and only then can we reach the true nature of the relationship between the Yidin and Hashem Therefore, the Torah brings as the conclusion of what happens after the Shechina comes down into the Mishkan that there has to be Baha'olis. There's going to have to come, we're going to have to go away from the revelation of Shechina and do our Aved over there. That's what will reach the true nature of Dirvatachtainim. As the Alter Rebbe says, that the Masa'ayim, the travels that the Yidin had through the desert, really represent also the travels that they will have through the desert of the Amim, meaning the Golos, the many different Golos that the Yidin have to go through in the, throughout the 2,000 years after the Beis Amigdash. That's what it represents, those trips, the uh, carrying out of Torah Mitzvahs away from the Shechina, away from the Mishkan, that's where the real work is done that's where the real accomplishment happens and we find that in the Mishkan itself we find that difference as well there were two different types there were two aspects to the Mishkan there is the Mishkan itself that draws down the godliness from above the Mishkan, which can be said to happen through the Oren then there is the Karbonus which were done in the Mishkan that's the Mizbeach of course the Aveda which is accomplished through Karbonus is more limited then the Aveda which comes from Lemaila, that the Ebishta comes down into the Mishkan. The Aveda of the Karbonus is the transformation of the physical into spiritual, as we know that's the uh, elevation of the animal and so on, and everything that it represents, the physical. But therefore, that Aveda is on a lower level than the Ashraus Ashkina that can come from Hashem Himself. That's why the Aleph of Vayikra which is the introduction to the uh, Karbonus, is a small olive because it defines a limited um, that can happen through the Avedas of Karbonus. But it's only through that Aveda of the Karbonus that we can ultimately reach the real purpose of the Mishkan, which is that to bring out the true nature of the Yidin and Hashem. And that's why what comes right after Oba Oles the Shechina ascending up from the Mishkan, which defines what the real purpose of the, uh, of the whole thing is, is, leads immediately into Vayikra, that kind of Aveda, which is represented by the Aveda Sukarbanis, also a lower level Aveda, but it defines the real purpose of creation. 
And that's the lesson to each and every one of us. We all, everybody ends up in some place, and we all know that we end up in, there's a general golos, and everybody has their own personal golos, and nobody knows your personal golos better than you yourself. And, but when you have your masa, your golos, you're going into the golos, but you're still connected to the ha'anon, because as the Pasuk says, when do you go into a, into a trip? Only when the anon says that you should go into a trip. So if you see all of your trips as because this is the place to carry out the, the wish of the anon, which represents the Shekhinah. So then when you come back from that trip and you come to rest in the new place, it comes from having reached an even higher level than the anon itself represents. That's the word when you are able to rise up above the Anon and the Anon is something which is a very high level even Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't deal with the Anon even he couldn't penetrate the Anon but when we go away from the Anon and we do our Aveda there we have the opportunity to rise up above the Anon to reach a place that is even beyond that so when you reach that it brings out the true nature of the oneness of the Yidden and the Eibishter